Welcome to the Running Chills Podcast. generous donations from undead like you and by Scully's Tavern. Looking for a fun-filled evening with spirits? Drag your carcass over to Scully's and enjoy an atmosphere that makes you feel alive again. Now featuring Taco Tuesdays, Funny Bone Trivia Wednesdays, Karaoke Thursdays, and on Fridays and weekends, DJ Buried Alive. Need a drink in a lively environment? Grab yourself a cold one down at Scully's Tavern. The good times never end at Scully's. Enjoy our tales. These stories are available via Kindle, paperback, and even a hardcover edition. You can find all of them in Rip Graven's book, Running Chills, wherever books are sold to mortals. Interested in supporting our podcast? Visit talesbyripgraven.com to join our Patreon and receive exclusive merch, such as the Running Chills t-shirt, as well as access to a full digital issue of Haunters Monthly. You can even sign up for us to send a raven your way each time something new is unearthed in the Running Chills universe. And now I'll turn it back to our hauntingly good host. I can hardly wait to send ravens your way. Are you sure you want me to cast this? Sandra asked, unsure if Kimberly understood all that would follow. This spell is potent, the kind I cannot reverse once it goes into effect. Kimberly nodded, eager to begin. And you have a possession of his to bind this spell to? Kimberly quickly produced Jeff's ring a custom mix of titanium, wood, and stone that he purchased as a souvenir on his family trip to Oahu last year. Sandra took the ring and placed it upon the altar, along with a photograph of Jeff. Kimberly had recently taken the photo with her favorite retro camera the week before. Initially, the snapshot made her laugh, but now, the photo made Kimberly sad, her heart sinking while looking at Jeff's all-too-perfect smile. The room was shuttered in darkness, with candles lit all around. The flickering of the dim lighting reflected off Jeff's ring and photo. Sandra cast the spell, waving her hands about with her eyes closed, seemingly using all her mental and spiritual might to channel some unseen power upon the object placed before her. The process was quite involved, taking nearly 10 minutes to complete. Eventually, her work came to an end 
and Sandra's eyes met Kimberly's watchful gaze. The spell is cast. Give Jeff the ring and wait for him to put it back on. Once he has placed it on his hand, the spell will begin working. Due to the spell's power of attachment, he will instinctively avoid taking it off. However, upon removing the ring from his person and presence, Jeff will slowly return to his former self. Sandra glanced through the various pages of research and incantations she had used for the spell. Casting a worried glance at Kimberly, she raised a note of caution and warning. Think this decision over carefully. You can keep the ring for as long as you like before pursuing this. And honestly, you could just bury the ring in the event you do not need it. Natural love is so much deeper and purer than the unnatural counterfeit I have conjured here. Kimberly snatched the photo and ring, quickly paying Sandra for her services. As she left the darkened home, the New Orleans' bright sunlight beat down upon her. For all the dim lighting and cold air conditioning inside Sandra's Witch for Hire residence, it was the opposite experience outside on this hot and humid day in July. It was not long into the walk back to her car before Kimberly removed her cardigan and donned designer sunglasses. The brightness and heat emitting from the pavement was almost unbearable. Unlocking her small commuter vehicle, Kimberly tossed her purse and cardigan into the passenger seat before closing the driver's side door and turning the ignition. Hot air blasted from the automobile vents as she fiddled with the climate controls, turning them as cold as possible while waiting for the sweet, sweet air-conditioned relief. Waiting for the air to cool in the vehicle's cabin, Kimberly took out Jeff's ring and inspected it. The band looked as it had before Sandra put her powers to work, a titanium loop that held a wooden inlay with a pattern simulating the ocean horizon and a small stone representing the sun. A one-of-a-kind piece, Jeff was never seen without it, that is, until now. Jeff had left the ring on Kimberly's counter by accident after helping her fix a leak that had threatened to ruin the small apartment where she resided. The likely reason he managed to forget it was the argument that followed the repair. He chose then to reveal he was breaking up their budding relationship of three months, all because his ex called him crying and wanted him back. The freaking nerve of it. Kimberly fumed, tossing the ring and photo back into her purse. What makes Jeff think she won't just cheat on him again for the billionth time? Meanwhile, leaving me after a perfectly great three months. With cooler air now circulating her vehicle, Kimberly made the trip back to her apartment. After making herself a spread of cheeses and veggies, Kimberly cracked open a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. She texted Jeff, reminding him that she had a few of his belongings. He made arrangements to collect them, provided she would give him the opportunity to explain himself further. Kimberly accommodated this request. It couldn't hurt, given my activities with Sandra earlier today. About an hour later, Jeff graced the front door of her small apartment. After talking things over, it appeared Jeff had come to his senses. He had decided to permanently break things off with his ex, as Kimberly was far better for him, or so he explained. Kimberly expressed how hurt she was that Jeff could have even considered returning to his ex, but eventually, Seeing as Jeff seemed genuinely apologetic, Kimberly agreed to continue seeing him, and the two spent the evening together drinking and watching old classic movies. 
In the weeks that followed, Kimberly sighed a bit of relief over not having to use the ring Sandra had enchanted. She hid the ring deep in her closet and never made mention of it to Jeff as the days went by. She assumed Sandra was right. True love was indeed a much better alternative than something manufactured through a spell. The weeks turned to months, and the months a year. Kimberly and Jeff went to a delicious seafood restaurant in the French Quarter to celebrate a year of dating each other, and Jeff surprised Kimberly with an impromptu trip to Europe. All seemed as it should be. It wasn't until a friend sent a set of incriminating images to Kimberly that their relationship came into question again. The pictures were of Jeff and his ex out at a bar dancing. It just so happened Kimberly's friend was at the very same location and had caught them together. Had it not been for this chance encounter, Kimberly would have never known Jeff had been covertly seeing his ex on the side. Kimberly cried for two days straight. Kimberly decided then and there that she was going to dump Jeff. That is, until she remembered the existence of his old ring. Why should this woman get to win and destroy us? Kimberly rationalized. What do I have to lose? Jeff will pay for his betrayal by being forced to remain loyal to me. And his ex will have to deal with the pain of being permanently shut out of his life. It's a win-win in my book. And so, the following day, she presented him with his lost ring. Jeff, unaware that she knew anything of his cheating, was all too excited to get the ring back and quickly placed it on his finger. Kimberly carefully observed Jeff for any noticeable difference, but nothing apparent changed in either his mood or behavior. Pondering if Sandra the witch had scammed her, Kimberly broke the news of what evidence she had discovered to Jeff. Swiping through photos, she began the process of breaking up with him, scolding and swearing as she fumed over this betrayal. Jeff fell to his knees, weeping and begging for her forgiveness. He immediately called his ex, explained how deeply in love with Kimberly he was, and how his ex meant nothing to him compared to Kimberly. Clearly in shock, Jeff's ex broke into tears, shouting about how he had lied to her about leaving Kimberly. She wished Kimberly luck with this pathetic man, and she hung up on him. Satisfied with herself, Kimberly offered Jeff the door and told him she'd be in touch if she decided he was worth her time. Jeff left, broken and in a state of depression and despair that she had never witnessed before. Well done, Kim. She congratulated to herself. The following day, roses appeared in mass on her doorstep. Kimberly noted how well the spell must be working, as Jeff called and left voicemails multiple times throughout the day. That night, she decided to call him back and made plans to go out to dinner the following evening. At dinner, Jeff asked Kimberly to move out of her apartment and move in with him. As she considered this request, Jeff got down on one knee and presented an engagement ring, asking for her hand in marriage. Swept with emotion and reflecting on the prior year of happiness, Kimberly said yes. She threw caution to the wind as the spell would guarantee Jeff's faithfulness. And despite concern from her friend who had caught Jeff cheating, Kimberly began planning for the wedding. Jeff wanted the wedding to take place as soon as possible, so the date was set 90 days out and the overall guest list was kept small. After considering multiple venues, 
they decided upon a small beachside chapel on Oahu and sent invites. The wedding day came quickly, and most in attendance perceived the couple happy and deeply in love. With the wedding behind them, Kimberly settled into Jeff's house comfortably, busying herself outside of work with painting accent walls and swapping out furniture to her taste. Before long, Jeff's home began to look like their home, and Kimberly was pleased. Jeff's ex stopped by once, teary-eyed, begging for him to reconsider their relationship. But Kimberly had the pleasure of watching Jeff tell his ex to get off their property. The spell had worked wonders, and Kimberly was all too happy to revel in her accomplishment. The optimism Kimberly initially had began to fade over time, however. What started off as picture-perfect transformed into a nightmare day by day. First, it was Jeff's requests that she take more time off work and spend more time at home. Then it was Jeff's desire to have kids and for Kimberly to get pregnant as soon as possible. Jeff pressured her for sex constantly, and to Kimberly, it felt as if his thirst for her attention was unquenchable. After arguments with him where she refused to stop birth control, he would storm out of their bedroom, only to run back in the room moments later, claiming how attracted to her and in love with her he was. Jeff's focus on her beauty was overwhelming. Soon he pressured Kimberly on what she should wear, how she should style her hair, and even what jewelry to wear for the day. Next, Jeff micromanaged her schedule, who she could spend time with, where she went, and for how long. Along with this came financial pressures about how much money they saved together, whether they would invest for their future, and how little Kimberly was allowed to spend out shopping. Before long, Jeff began controlling everything about Kimberly's life, from where she spent her time to what she did with it. Their relationship had become obsessive on Jeff's part at best, abusive at worst. The toxicity angered Kimberly greatly, especially when they argued about these things, and Jeff would claim that it was all out of love, and that, quote, you show me how much you love me by how you submit to my leadership and decision-making, end quote. Whenever Kimberly rejected Jeff's preference, Jeff made it known by escalating to the physical, slamming doors, threats, and trying to intimidate her with his presence. The irony of these moments was that the spell held fast and powerful. The instant Jeff would take such abusive actions, he would immediately apologize and profess his undying love for her. Kimberly eventually sought out advice from Sandra, the witch, as things kept getting worse. Sandra looked on, knowingly disappointed at the situation, and reminded Kimberly, I warned you, unnatural love manufactured by a spell is impure and shallow. I cannot reverse this spell, even if I wanted to. Your best bet would be to get the ring from Jeff and make certain that he can never find it again. Kimberly let Sandra's words resonate as she considered her next move. By the next day, Kimberly had a plan. Jeff sat upon the warm coastal sand of the Gulf, 
smiling in the setting sun after a day of fun on the beach. Kimberly had convinced him to have a little outing so they could make some good memories, and Jeff was more than eager to call out of work and enjoy the day off. Taking his hand in her own, Kimberly caressed Jeff's hand and asked him to close his eyes. He raised an eyebrow, questioning her for a moment, but she persisted, promising something good was on the way. Jeff closed his eyes, and Kimberly quickly slid the ring from his finger. She stood up and sprinted into the crashing waves, tossing the ring into the ocean. Jeff was horrified, shrieking as he ran from their spot in the sand, at once diving into the surf to search for the ring. After a few minutes, he came back, visibly upset, unable to recover his prized possession. Kimberly put her arm around Jeff and told him that she loved him. She apologized for the prank gone terribly wrong, lying to him about never intending to let the ring slip out of her hand, and claimed that it was an accident. Kimberly asked for his forgiveness, telling him that she learned her lesson and promised to buy Jeff a new ring on their next trip to the Hawaiian Islands. Depressed and defeated, Jeff nodded and gave her a hug, telling her that he forgave her, but that he was still disappointed and upset at the loss. Kimberly watched as Jeff drove home, noticing him relax considerably compared to how he had been acting under the spell. With the enchantment broken, there was nothing forcing Jeff's obsession-fueled love to remain, and although she worried what that might do to his desire to remain married to her, the alternative was much more valuable. Kimberly would soon have her life and freedom back. As the weeks passed from the loss of the enchanted ring, Jeff returned to his former self, quickly becoming the person he was when they had only been dating. The more Kimberly thought about it, the more she preferred this version of the man she had fallen for. The risk to Kimberly of losing Jeff to infidelity paled in comparison to the controlling toxicity of what the spell had done to him as a person. That ring had such a negative impact on her life through his spellbound abuse. Jeff always controlling her and acting out aggressively in the name of love that Kimberly was at peace with the possibility of heartbreak on the horizon. A year went by, and eventually Kimberly became aware of an affair that Jeff had begun with one of his new co-workers. After she calmly confronted him on it, the two decided it felt best to divorce and go their own ways. Kimberly accepted this result. Maybe now she could finally move on from the mistake of casting a love spell over a man who was not worthy of her heart in the first place. A few more years went by, and Kimberly married a new, better man. One that genuinely loved and valued her. She became a better woman herself, but not using spells to keep such a man around. The pair decided to have a child on Kimberly's terms, all without setting aside her career goals or personal preferences. Her life had taken an incredibly positive turn. One night, after tucking her daughter into bed upstairs and kissing her on the forehead, Kimberly heard her home doorbell ring. Odd that someone would be coming by so late, she thought to herself. Calling down, Kimberly asked her husband who it was. She became hyper-aware and concerned when her husband did not respond. Kimberly walked down the stairs to find her husband unconscious on the floor, a pool of blood growing from under his head, and the front door of her home wide open. A sound from behind her made Kimberly turn fast enough 
as she almost lost her balance. There stood what appeared to be a surf bum with a blood-stained crowbar in one hand and Kimberly's framed family photo in the other. How could you love this man? The beach bum cried in disbelief, pointing at her unconscious husband with the end of his weapon. I've loved you since the moment I saw you crossing the street when you were taking your daughter to school. My love is deeper than anything this guy could have ever offered you. I'll be a better father to your little girl than he would have ever been. The stranger then grinned sheepishly, standing there in his flip-flops and worn clothing, his sun-stained skin peeling, long hair with curls swaying as he tossed her family picture, shattering it upon the wall. Kimberly screamed as the man advanced to grab her arm. On the man's hand was Jeff's old, enchanted ring. Just dying to read more? <laughs> Running Chills. Available now at TalesByRipGraven.com The Running Chills Podcast is written, produced, and recorded by Rip Graven. Do not blame Michael. Never consult. Spirited voiceover introduction by the talented David Lambert. Heidi is voiced by the wonderful Stephanie Graven. Kimberly, voiced by Stephanie Graven as well. New to the show. Sandra, voiced by MDT. Our tales and various voiceovers are read and performed by the author himself, Rip Graven. Igor does his own voice. Don't even try to take credit, right? Do not do it. The Running Chills podcast is based on Rip Graven's book, Running Chills. For more information, please visit talesbyripgraven.com. Copyright 2023, Rip Graven, all rights reserved. Reproduction of these stories or use of our tales without express permission in any manner is prohibited. We see you next month with another episode. Thank you for listening.